I see that doesn't surprise you at all. Turv was my eighth. The Magus had been my seventh. My father and my uncle, who was Sunus, had sent me to Letnus with Turv, to separate me from the Magus, after the ground-shaking set-to the three of them had had, after my private correspondence was discovered. Turv was an old army veteran. He was to teach me riding and sword and military history, and the hell with anything else. I didn't really mind. I liked Turv, and he didn't get in the way of my real studies. What he mainly did was drink and tell war stories. In the mornings he oversaw my sword training from a stump in the training yard with a wineskin in his lap, tending to be over-generous in his praise, unlike all my previous tutors, shouting things like, A natural! A natural! in between swallows of wine. I did some riding on my own, though not with any real discipline, and in the afternoon I studied as I pleased. By that time Turv was well into his second amphora, and would lie on a couch in the study. He might suddenly shout, You're being attacked by six men with swords! Or something similar, and I would have to come up with a plan for my defence. He would pick apart my answers, and then drift off into another war story, until, eventually, he fell asleep. He was there, snoring quietly, when my father arrived to check on my progress. Turv was immediately replaced. A soldier from my father's guard was assigned to teach me sword work, and a hateful, condescending bully named Sigis Malatesta was my new tutor, from the peninsula, as you can tell by the name, supposedly educated at the university in Feria. He had accompanied my father to Letnus, so my father must have had some idea of replacing Turv, even before he found him on the couch, though perhaps not with so much shouting. I have no idea what my father saw in Malatesta. In the normal run of things, he doesn't give a bent pin for learning, but he'd met Malatesta at the court of Sunus, and I suspect that he thought hiring Malatesta would be a poke in the eye for the Magus, whom he has never liked. Years ago he sent me to be the Magus's apprentice, with the explicit hope that the Magus's razor tongue would be the end of my intellectual pretensions. When that didn't work out as he intended, it only made him dislike the Magus more. Of course, the Magus had long since left Sunus, stolen away in the night by the thief of Edis, though my uncle didn't know who was responsible at first. I'd heard rumours, which I didn't believe for a minute, that the Magus was an Aetolian spy who'd fled the city when he was about to be discovered. I was not surprised at all to learn subsequently that it had been Eugenides at work. By the time Malatesta came, I was positive the Magus was busily tramping around the mountains of Edis, collecting botanical specimens and enjoying his captivity as a prisoner of the Queen of Edis. I am quite sure he was not suffering any distress because I had a new tutor. I hated Malatesta. He could barely manage the multiplication of greater numbers, and he didn't know any prime of a thirteen. He'd never read the Eponymiad, but he tried to pretend he had. I doubt very much he'd ever set foot in a seminar at the university in Feria. He'd studied no medicine and no natural history. The only thing he'd read was poetry. That should have made us friends, but I hated his taste in poetry too. Where he admired the sweet and the overwrought, I liked the eponymiad. My mother knew how I felt, of course. 
She and my sisters sympathized with me, but there was little they could do. My mother would never act against my father's judgment, no matter how poorly she thought of Malatesta. If my father had stayed at the villa longer than a day, she might have changed his opinion, drawing him into alignment with her own, as invisibly as a magnet works on a lodestone. But my father had been gone within a day of installing my new tutor. I knew that it made my mother sad to see my distress, so I hid it as well as I could. I also knew that with the slightest encouragement, Ina and Eurydice would have filled Malatesta's bed with bees. They are delicate girls, so small in stature, and fine-boned like my mother, that I can still lift both of them with one hand. You could be forgiven for thinking them the incarnation of every ladylike grace, but my father has had frequent cause to swear that they got the spine so notably absent in me.'